Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I am Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Remember, this podcast deals with adult themes. So if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. This week, I'm talking about strong women, BDSM, and rough sex. This is a bit of an intro. I'm often asked how and why strong women can desire rough sex, and if strong women who enter submissive relationships are really just play acting. Submissive women are seen as easy to mold and passive in relationships. While some submissive women are passive, many are strong, active women who find joy in surrendering and transferring authority to a dominant partner. They enjoy service to someone who is stronger or as strong as they are. I've talked about the basics of power exchange in the past, but to recap, in all relationships, there exists power and a power exchange. One person's in charge of X and the other is in charge of Y. Now, in some relationships, there's a balance of power most of the time, an equal division of labor, responsibilities, and decision-making. In others, most of the power lies with one person who has overall responsibility and control of decision-making. Many so-called ordinary relationships contain similar types of power exchange. In religious households, there are often a strict division of roles, and the man is often the one who is in charge as head of household, with the women deferring to him in all decisions. Current thinking is that authority is exchanged for transfer rather than power, as um, one wants people to keep their own power, and it is the dominant that gets the opportunity to wield that power, which is what is so exciting. The concept works better when you're looking at strong, powerful submissives who continue to run many aspects of their lives. The idea of taking power from a submissive rubs many dominants the wrong way. They enjoy the power and the fact that they're given the authority to wield the power as they see fit. Um, Many, a dominant, will say that the idea of owning or con controlling or being in relationship to someone who is powerless is unattractive. Someone who has no opinion of their own, someone who um, is passive across the board is unattractive. Why would a woman want to be submissive if not for religious conviction? For some of us, surrender is tantalizing, exciting, and ultimately a relief. 
As a strong woman, I am often in charge and in control. Whether it's to do with running my business or managing what needs to be done at home, social planning, financial planning, or parenting my teenage son. When I was a teenager, I was often in charge of projects with friends, and I learned early that relying on other people often meant that things were not done the way that I wanted them done. I began to take more responsibility and more control in my life, and I became known as someone who could and would get things done. For me, control felt safe. It felt good. As a result of some of my early life experiences, I had some significant issues with trust. This made it harder for me to give up control in any area of my life. But more control equals less pleasure, as orgasm requires that you relinquish control. At an early age, I found myself craving a dominant partner, someone who would take control from me or who could force me to surrender. Now, that was a very young person's idea of how things are done. First, I discovered romance novels. You know the type, where the man carried the woman off and ravaged her. I quickly discovered BDSM erotica and immersed myself in the story of O, Beauty's Tales, amongst others. My desire to submit grew. When I began to have relationships that included BDSM, I discovered that submission and surrender were not easy for a girl who was used to being in control. I learned that in order to submit to someone, they had to be very intelligent and someone I could respect and admire in the world. In short, the person had to be stronger than I. And this is true to this day. To some, this sounds arrogant, but I make no apologies. I'm a strong, highly intelligent, highly accomplished woman. I am into BDSM, and that includes rough sex and transfer of authority for me. Some strong women are only into rough sex in the bedroom. Rough sex is exciting, raw, and powerful. Giving up control to my stronger partner is liberating. I can enjoy the experience of being brought to that edge of intense fear and pain and then feeling it turn into intense pleasure. Intense full body orgasms come from surrendering to the primal feelings, which is what energizes me and that drives me. It takes me out of my head, out of the knots in my body and pushes me through any barriers. Rough sex is especially hot for strong women because it helps to push us further than we would often be able to go by ourselves. When I consent to this type of sexual activity, I am choosing what I desire, though I am handing control over to another. It's my choice. That takes strength and trust and is part of what makes it so unbelievably hot. Often, this type of sex is cathartic and allows me to express and release any trapped emotions. Essentially, I'm handing over the keys to myself, to the person to whom I am submitting. There is a myth that the submissive person is passive, but this cannot be further from the truth. The submissive person is entirely engaged and connected to their partner. The primal aspects allow us to shed all the shame that society heaps onto our sexual lives and sexual culture and to simply do what intuition guides us to do, listen to our bodies. It requires significant strength to choose risky and tense sex where you show up completely open and raw. This makes rough sex exhilarating. 
It allows me to let go of all my responsibilities for a time, let go of decision-making, and simply respond. It requires intense trust, which once built enhances the relationship even further. The element of surprise present whenever you transfer authority to someone else turns on our dopamine receptors, which bumps up the sexual pleasure. Power is intoxicating for both parties. Sexual submission, as I said, is active receptiveness. It's not passivity. There's a feedback loop created between the dominant and the submissive that increases intensity and thus pleasure. What people often don't realize is that when this is integrated into the full relationship, this energy can pervade all aspects of the relationship. As a result, pleasure can be found in many activities that are not directly sexy. For example, many of us find pleasure in simple service, preparing a meal and serving the meal can bring unexpected arousal as a result of being in a submissive posture and mindset. Now, I am not saying that um, all the activities that, and all of the service that a submissive will provide will be hot and sexy. Um, I still cannot find cleaning a bathroom hot and sexy. It doesn't matter if I'm dressed or undressed when doing it. It's not a hot and sexy activity for me. However, as part of service, there is a thread that pervades that. There's a thread of arousal that is just present in the background most of the time. In long-term relationships, that part of the um, arousal can come and go in the same way as it does in ordinary long-term relationships. An effort often needs to be made to kind of tap back in to that arousal and um, trigger it. Rough sex and BDSM also provide an acceptable way for a partner to be selfish. After negotiation around limits, the dominant takes what they want. They're the one who controls the rhythm of the relationship and the sex, despite the feedback loop. They're setting the tone, they're setting the pace which of course gives them lots of responsibility to care for the submissive partner. So once you know you want to incorporate elements of BDSM into your sex life, where do you begin? Everything starts with consent. Consent is the difference between mind-blowingly hot, rough sex and rape. And consent is not as simple as, yeah, let's do it. Whenever you do something that's intense um, or, or rough, you run the risk of pushing triggers. And that's not a reason not to do it, but you have to do it with awareness and an understanding that somebody can be triggered into heavy emotional material, and then that needs to be dealt with. Um, and that if you're the submissive and you're the one who's triggered, because it's not always the submissive who's triggered, um, the dominant that you entrusted didn't do it on purpose. They didn't trigger you on purpose. So to not hold them responsible for triggering you, um, if they don't help you get through that uh, trauma and upset, then you could be angry with them. But to not actually hold them responsible for triggering you, you need to know, you need to be risk aware as you go into this. You need to understand that one of the risks of doing things like this is that you will be triggered. To gain consent, you have to discuss things in detail. You discuss your fantasies, your past experiences, any trauma you have experienced, 
your limits, the things you won't or don't want to do. Any conversation and expectations, extremely important. What do you expect of the relationship? What does the other person expect of the relationship? It's also good if this is not just for a brief sojourn into the rough sex, if you're looking at establishing something that might be longer lasting sex life on a regular basis to discuss things like uh, monogamy, polyamory, when you're talking about limits. This conversation or conversations should i.e. not in the bedroom. A neutral space while you're sober and fully present and able to really talk. Now, for a lot of people, this is embarrassing. There's a lot of shame around talking about sex. So I would advise actually doing some work on that before trying to negotiate this because it's really important that you express yourself clearly in this type of a negotiation. The consent conversation often leads naturally into full negotiation of what you might do together and how the relationship will look. For example, will a transfer of authority only happen in the bedroom or will this be part of your wider relationship? All aspects are considered, including what ending the relationship might look like and the mechanism to renegotiate things. Once you've gone through this, you get to plan a date. If this is new to both of you, I always remind people that things don't always go to plan and it's really important to keep your sense of humor. As you gain experience, you'll be able to learn to turn those failures into hot moments too. BDSM is not one size fits all. There are a variety of ways to incorporate this, incorporate this into your relationships. Some people live a full leather lifestyle where the transfer of authority is part of every aspect of their relationships. They, buy, they abide by codes that include honor, integrity, authenticity. Others restrict this to the bedroom. Still others don't get involved in any of the rough sex aspects and only become involved in a power exchange or transfer of authority. For some, as for me, this is their primary sexual orientation. This means that they find BDSM is what attracts them, not the gender or sex of the person or the potential partner. I will talk a great deal more about these subjects in future podcasts coming up over the next month. But for now, I think it's important that we recognize that not everybody does this the same way and that that's okay. There is no one true way to submit, just as there's no one true way to dominate. And as long as there is consent, then you do it your way. You build it. You build your relationship. You build your play your way. And that's important because a lot of people will tell you that there's only one way to do things. I do recommend that people explore intellectually and educationally as they begin to try things. Um, and actually, sometimes it's better to explore and learn something before trying things physically. Um, particularly if you're going to do something like flog a partner or uh, you want to use a whip. I mean, 
you could be badly injured if you're not educated. So those are the things that I recommend that actually get yourself educated before you start experimenting. Uh, one of the w wonderful things um, about the involvement of the internet is that it has put communities together. So there is now much more education available than there was when I was starting out. Um, so you have the opportunity to learn from people who have lots of experience uh, and hopefully avoid some of the larger mistakes, although you will make mistakes and you will learn from them because that's all part of um, exploration and growth, which is a big part of exploring our sexuality. Thanks for joining me for Sex Spoken here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. This week we talked about rough sex, um, strong women in submission and BDSM. If any of this triggered you, or if you just have some further questions and you want to explore more, email me at drbisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. That's D-R-B-I-S-B-E-Y at the-intimacy-coach.com. Um, I'd love it if you write to me with suggestions for the show and any questions that you want answered, same email address. Do follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out my YouTube channel. I also have a channel on Binge Networks, and the link to that will be in the podcast notes as well. If you want to explore a bit more for a free 30-minute strategy session with me, go to https colon forward slash forward slash the dash intimacy dash coach dot com and head over to the contact page. Click where it says click here to schedule. Please leave a review on iTunes and or Stitcher if you enjoyed the show. I do look forward to seeing you next week and hope that you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics, sexy, sensual, and intimate. Thanks for listening. <laughs>